You know who I can do without? I can do without the people in the video store. Which ones? All of them. This is Massive Late Fee with Mike and Mark. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mike. How you doing, Mike? Not too bad. And yourself? Uh, happy birthday if I forgot to wish you that last uh, show. Which no, I don't think I- you did. You, you wished me a happy birthday last show. It was kind of both of our birthdays last show. Sort of. Yeah. How do you feel? You're, uh, you've entered your fourth decade, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, it bothers the hell out of me, but... <laughs> I'm staying 39 like Jack Benny, which is another incredibly great cultural reference for all of our young listeners. That one's for kids and all. Yeah. 1939. Anybody? uh, Anyway. Uh, Today, though, we have a guest, and it's not Jack Benny. It is uh, Kylie Roseanne, a uh, a very popular and -and up-and-coming, brilliant YouTuber, that I discovered, and I'm going to take credit for discovering her after she absolutely blows up, even though I I mean, I think she already had a few thousand subscribers by the time I discovered her channel, but still, I feel like I got in early. Um, she does a lot of really great in-depth uh, sort of looks at, at different horror franchises, different horror movies, uh, and is just a, a very well-spoken young woman. Uh, Kylie, say hi to the folks. Wow. Hi. You are really hyping me up right now. (laughs) Your show is amazing. I love it. Yeah, I was looking. So we were doing sort of I was doing some research for our Halloween episode and everything like that. And I was watching uh, some of the I was like rewatching the Friday the 13th movies. And I happened to look I was looking up like just I think I just typed in uh, like Friday the 13th films ranked. And what your your video was one of the ones that came up. And that's kind of how I discovered your your channel and then i started watching you know the different stuff that you do and yeah it's kylie uh and everyone should check her out um is like you you're very you can tell that you're academic but like in a fun way like you're very smart uh very incisive with uh kind of how you break down these different movies but you know you keep it light and fun it's it's a really good combination i'm i'm really enjoying your work Oh, thank you so much. But yeah, I'm so sorry. Where, where can we find you on YouTube? Is it under uh, Kylie Roseanne? Yep, that's me, Kylie Roseanne. And I'm sorry, would you mind spelling that? I don't know if it has an E on the end or, or not. Oh, um, so Kylie, K-Y-L-I-E, Roseanne, R-O-S-E-A-N-N-E. All right, so check her out there. But uh, we've got some interesting stuff to talk about, uh, Some some Halloween sort of leftovers, I guess, uh, the <laughs> different stories that, that I found. We're on the eve of when the country will begin to tear itself apart, <laughs> which is fun. That's, that's when we're recording this. I know I try, to, I try to keep politics out of it, Mike. Everyone, this is like, what I talk about politics on the show is like 5% of what I talk about politics in real life. So Yeah, this is like our 50th consecutive, we're not going to talk about politics any more than this episode, I believe. Well, if people would stop being fascists, we wouldn't have to talk about something. Um, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, speaking of fascists, Michael Myers is probably not a fascist in this new 
children's book that uh, they've they've released. I assume that it's another royalty check for uh, John Carpenter, I guess. He just sits in his office and smokes 7,000 7, cigarettes a day and signs royalty checks. See, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I was thinking something else. Oh, what were you thinking of? I was, re- you know, this is actually really uh, Friday the 13th centric. I'll just save it. Okay. Oh, why you, you're just going to save it for the next Friday the 13th that comes up? Well, I mean, it, it's that franchise. Okay. I, at this point, I'll just say it. Um, I was reading, like, I guess they're like in, in limbo with the Friday the 13th franchise. Oh, yes. And I, I, I was reading, I, I can't remember the name of the person. Like, the principal argument is like the screenwriter who did the original, and I couldn't remember his name. I'm like, Victor Miller. Well, I thought John Carp. Yeah, I'm like I thought John Carpenter. Did that. I'm like, wait, that's that's not uh, Friday the Thirteenth. It's Halloween, so I, I got it confused, and that's what made me. I actually just got it confused again, which is why I <laughs> so rudely interrupted. <laughs> no, it's okay. I love your interruptions, but yeah, they've uh, me they've changed this into a a children's book. It's it's very it's a charmingly written book from what I've seen of it. But I think the the big to me the big takeaway from this is that, uh, you know, Laurie is the hero, obviously. And it kind of goes back to the roots of the first movie with Jamie Lee Curtis's Laurie Strode as like a a smart and capable and brave, uh, you know, woman. That's It's like a lot of Halloween is kind of almost, there's a lot of like female empowerment stuff in there. Unfortunately, it led to a trope, <laughs> but it, it, it started out in a good place, I think. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, um, obviously, uh, the you know, uh, I almost said Friday the 13th. Halloween franchise is a great example. Uh, Aliens, uh, probably my favorite just because mm-hmm. I love that movie so much. Yep. Um, Scream, Scream 2, especially at the end, it's all the women, you know, much like in uh, The Boys. Uh, girls, girls get it done. done. That's right. At the end, yeah. yeah. I'm not as big into, uh, I mean, I feel this is, to me, this is one of the most horrifying movies I've ever seen, uh, just because I don't really care for the supernatural type stuff. But, mm-hmm. um uh, Silence of the Lambs. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, Clarice Starling is the uh, protagonist there. She's very, you know, girls get it done-y. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that that movie, I mean, it's it's not, the whole thing isn't, but I mean, the scene, like, when, uh, you know, he's on the elevator, that's that's a creepy, creepy movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What do you think, Kylie? Have you, have you seen this, uh, this comic book or uh, children's book? Yeah, um, I saw the little preview that they have on Screen Rant, and mm. it's like you said, it looks really charming. Um, I like the way that uh, the artwork has been done, and it also looks like they kind of take it back to like the opening scene of the original Halloween with a young mm. Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Um, they have him like dressed up as a little clown, so it looks like we get the whole the whole story for kids. Yeah, that's it's 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 cool. It's uh. It's an interesting if you if you are like me, I mean Mike and I grew up in a in a time period where hard R-rated movies were marketed as toys to us. <laughs> so, you know, some parents I think might be a little more squeamish about this sort of thing, but I I think if done correctly, this can be a, you know, a positive message that you can with a little bit of spookiness. Mhm. Yeah, that's like a, a, few, a few years ago, there was this thing, I don't know if it was like a national thing or more local, where people like paint rocks and kind of hide them around, you know, for other people to find. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, oh, post a picture on, you know, Instagram or Facebook or, uh, you know, uh, Friendster, uh, ICQ, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> right. Um, 
but in one of them, like someone had pointed a picture, like uh, they uh, painted Pennywise, like the original Pennywise on there. Oh, okay. And then like there was like everyone was giving them shit for it. It's like, oh, this is too scary for children. It's like, I mean, you can't look at a fucking picture of a of a scary thing. <laughs> yeah, no. God forbid you go to a video store and uh, you know happen to look at everything but what you want to uh, see. <laughs> Pennywise, the original Pennywise, the Tim Curry Pennywise. Yeah, I recently saw it too, and I just I, I don't it didn't. It, it's not the same horror style as the book at all. No. It really is annoying. They, it's like jump scare after jump scare, and it's like, eh, whatever. I mean, it was like the effects were good, but it did nothing for me. They did, unlike the TV movie, the 1990 TV movie, they did decide to go the, I don't know what you want to call it, Brave Root or whatever, and uh, open it with the the homosexual couple that gets, well, the homosexual guy that gets assaulted and then sees Pennywise. But, and that's the, maybe where the similarities end. Other, I mean, it does generally follow the plot of the book, I guess, except for the, the, the end does a lot of really weird things. But to me, the it movies and I know they're popular and I know my opinion is unpopular when it comes to the, the two it movies, but I, I didn't like either one of them that much because a lot of it just relies to me on the like jump scares with with yeah, yeah. Pennywise and stuff like that. It's not as atmospheric as I think you could make it. Yeah, I mean the book was really just about like building dread throughout the entire thing. Like you know, mm-hmm. the more like you know, it, it literally like kind of drove one of the characters you know to suicide. Yeah, and it, you know it it drove them to the point where they just blacked out of their memories i mean you know that could be the town itself or it could just be the trauma mm-hmm. but i mean yeah it was just like you know layer upon layer whereas this it's it's not i don't really feel like you know threatened you know between scenes like again to go back to the boys like you know how whenever you see homelander on screen you're like kind of like oh shit something's yes. going down here yes i mean you never really feel that with pennywise unless he's like actively like you know running after somebody or something mm-hmm. what do you... i just recently oh sorry no i was just gonna ask you what you thought about it Oh yeah, um, I actually just rewatched um, it, Chapter One, last night from 2017, mm-hmm. and it, it it's totally a different experience than watching it at the theater because I did go to see it in 2017, and I thought that it was so terrifying. I thought it was so good. I thought the humor all landed, but back then I was also like 18. So, um, anyways, my tastes have changed a little bit, but also watching it on a smaller screen. Um, I my appreciation for it just kind of declined because it's like you said, it really relies on the jump scares. Um, and also a lot of the moments in the theater that felt larger than life just seriously do not translate to the smaller screen. And I feel like this movie is just not really going to age very well. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good point. Like, you know, it is a lot different to watch, you know, especially horror movies in a theater than like on, you know, your TV or more often than that for me these days, my computer screen, which mm-hmm. is like 10 inches because they have a, a Chromebook. So it's, you know, it's, it's minuscule. It's, uh, it, I mean, that does, especially with like the sound and that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I, I guess I sort of do in certain movies, like a horror movie do like to be in a theater just because they have, you know, a higher quality of sound and, you know, the screen and everything's blacked out. There's no distractions, but yeah, as we've said many, many times before in the show, I mean, I, if I never have to go to a movie theater again to watch something, I mean, I'm fine. Yeah, we're both middle-aged antisocial guys that don't necessarily like the movie theater experience. Well, I think there's something to that, too. I think it is more appealing to younger people for a variety of reasons. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, you know, first of all, you don't have to be by your fucking parents. Right. Secondly, you know, it's a nice dark room with uh, often someone of the opposite or same sex that you're attracted to, you mm-hmm. know. So it's 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 better than being, you know, in your car. 
That's true. And I mean, it it, it's like a social event too. You know, I mean, there's a lot of movies. You know, like the Harry Potter movies. You know, I'm sure groups of people went to see the first one all the way through the last one. However many there were, eight maybe weren't there eight? I think seventeen. It was like part two or something. I mean, yeah. I mean, mean, just to me, it's just. I mean, there are very few movies I will go out to the theater to see, especially now with the COVID thing. But now I don't think any would. Remember when we when we went to see Star Wars uh, when it when it uh, when it was re released, but like you and I, I think stood in line. That was the last line I ever stood in was for the Star Wars movie. Huh. Did I go with you? That doesn't seem like something I would do. No, it but doesn't, I mean, I but you shocked. did. It was it was like it was nineteen ninety seven when they re released them and uh, I think it was okay, like you yeah. and me and a couple other people. And I know you're not a big Star Wars fan, but and like you said, I think it was like kind of the social thing. Yeah, probably because we used to just do stuff all the time. Yeah, now we don't now we just do this. <laughs> this is our interactions. <laughs> Uh, but speaking of being quarantined and just uh, you know away from people, did you watch the um, the trailer for this movie Songbird? Oh yes. Oh, God. I mean, like I follow a dude named Cody Johnson uh, Johnston on um, Twitter who does a, a political show. Again, we won't get political, everybody. Don't worry. Um, but he uh, he equated it to, uh, hey, um, this summer, get ready for two 9-11s in 1822 or something like that. And that's what it, it feels like with this whole COVID-23 thing. It's like, this is not, to me, this is not how you you tap into the zeitgeist of, of what's going on. Like, in the 50s, when we were all afraid of nuclear annihilation, we had monsters that were brought about by nuclear annihilation, but it wasn't like, Hey, they didn't make movies like, Oh, Hey, Russia's just going to drop, you know, 15 nuclear bombs on us. And there's the movie. It was Godzilla's attacking the city. And it spoke to the underlying existential dread, but it wasn't super in your face about it. And to me, this just seems like a very cynical, non-satire just hey this is what you're all upset about let's make some money off this yeah when i watched that my immediate response was just like are you kidding me like (laughs) it just seems like it's in such poor taste i don't know who's gonna want to go see that like read the room you know yeah exactly it's from the people who brought you videotape of your parents deaths right exactly (laughs) exactly also, I'm kind of persuaded you need to call it nine twelve. Yeah, <laughs> there's a there's a nine eleven documentary uh, that just came out, and it's uninten the begin the trailer of it is unintentionally hilarious. Obviously, because it was a national tragedy, but like it's about a guy, a real you know like this is a true story about this totally awesome guy that saved hundreds of people from the World Trade Center on this day. Um, but the trailer, they show a plane hitting one of the towers, and the voiceover underneath is like, um, he was a guy that broke all the rules. As, as the plane oh, is no. crashing into the tower. It's like, what are you doing? Oh, no. <laughs> Who cut that trailer together? That's not a good idea. You, I bet you were like very young when 9-11 happened, Kylie. Oh yeah, I were you alive? Don't, I don't remember it. Yeah, that was two thousand one, so yeah. I had just turned two. Okay, 
And you don't remember yeah, it? I wonder, I say it's interesting. I wonder how it is. I bet it's more like a historical event to you than like something that occurred during your lifetime. Yeah, I don't have any memory of it. I was 21. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was uh it was it was not great. It was not a great time. I thought that for the longest time I thought that that would be the the big event that defined Mike and my generation. Uh, and then this happened. So this is clearly the, I, I, I hope, knock on wood, that this will be the, that nothing worse will happen. I don't know. I, I still think 9-11 will, will uh, you know, ultimately uh, prevail over this. And they, so first of all, first of all, it was brought to us by a rule breaker. That's true. In the heavyweight Secondly, fight I mean, between I mean, tragedies, really, 9-11 will win. Real, no, I mean, really just the, uh, the governmental response and the expanded surveillance programs mm, alone are, that's just, true. are still having impact. I mean, that's, that stuff is, is forever there since that. I mean, that has 100% changed everything. The 100,000 dead Iraqis in Iraq because of it. Yeah, that's, that's or more than that, maybe. I, I don't even know what the last yeah, total was. It's a lot. We like to depress people a lot on this podcast. That's true. We do. <laughs> People don't want us to talk about politics, not because they don't like our politics, but it's because we depress them every time we do. <laughs> anyway, speaking of depressing things, uh, let's move on to the the IMDB game or the Parents Guide game or whatever we're calling it this week, Mike. Um, oh, Lord, I didn't know we were playing this week. Hold on. I figured you didn't. <laughs> but Kylie and I both have one. <laughs> Oh, thanks a lot. So this, since it, I'll give you, I, you you'll, I, you'll get a chance to, to find one. You can think of one real quick. Um, I'm going to guess yours in one guess, motherfucker. Actually, I, I think we might've done this one before. So I was going to say you can both guess, but you probably shouldn't guess. Mike, Cause I okay. feel like we've done this one before. I'm not sure, but I think we did. Cause I know we both seen this movie. That's why I did it. Did this one. Uh, all right. Anyway, so Kylie, I will start with a you know kind of a a harder. It'd be really impressive if you got it on this one kind of clue, okay. and then as we go, we'll get a little easier. So this is under uh, sex and nudity. Uh, okay. Occasional sexual banter between teens. Talk of being horny or quote having a chub. Well, that is so general. That's in so many, like, slashers and stuff. I'm seriously, I'm drawing a blank. It's too vague for me. Okay. It's too vague. It was actually three men and a baby. No, I'm just joking. Um, uh, Okay, so this is under violence and gore. A man is strangled to death with a chain. Is it, um, is it some kind of serial killer movie? Maybe. Is it a slasher? Maybe. Oh, the chain. No, not, don't have one yet. All right. A teenage girl opens a closet and is then stabbed numerous times with a kitchen knife. She attempts to run and crawl away, only to be dragged back into a bedroom and stabbed again. This kind of sounds like... Wait, wait. Th- did that not happen in Halloween 2018? It did happen in Halloween 2018. <laughs> Because it is Halloween 2018. Oh my god, you're kidding me? I should have... Okay. You got it. I got it on the third one, so... That's that's very good. Yeah, third one's... uh, We usually get it about the, I don't know, seventh or eighth clue. Yeah, yeah, it's usually pretty deep into it. 
Oh, and no way. I've seen that movie, and I, 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 even though you just told me it was Halloween 2018, I, I did not recognize any of that from the movie. I just forgot all about it. Yeah, we watched that movie for the show. Yeah, wait, who who gets killed by the chain? Why am I not remembering this? Um, I don't know. Is it the boyfriend, the one that throws her uh, her thing in the punch bowl for some reason? I don't think Stevie we actually Nicks. saw the. I don't think we saw the boyfriend die in that movie. Oh yeah, that's right. He doesn't get any comeuppance. Yeah, but the friend did get hung up on the gate. The, yeah, that's right. The trailer for the new one. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, that looks awesome. They yeah, I'm surprised. I was really nervous about it because just the Halloween franchise is just historically has really bad sequels. So oh yeah. Just I mean, cuz I really like H2O, but then of course they ruined it with Resurrection. Mm-hmm. And then I know that some people like Rob Zombie's Halloween, but then Ugh. generally everybody hates the second one. Oh, I, so. I really dislike the Rob Zombie ones, and I just dislike Rob Zombie uh, in general, yeah, both musically and uh, movie-wise. <laughs> Mike and I have a very <laughs> similar opinion of Rob Zombie. Yeah, oh, it's they're so trashy. I haven't watched any of his other movies. I don't really have an interest to. No. I don't know if you've seen The Devil's Rejects. It's just the writing is like the worst writing you've... It's like, mm-hmm. it's like a... Uh, a 10 year old delinquent wrote it because every other word's like, Oh fuck shit. It's like, it's like you're like 40 years old. Why are you, why are you doing this? Yeah. yeah. I thought that was one of people's favorites by him. It is. And yeah. I don't really understand it. I mean, the very, the very end has a, like a really cool like sequence to the song Freebird, where they're like driving like towards their doom. But I mean, that's about the only part I really enjoy. He has his fans that so just not us. Yeah. <laughs> very niche. Yeah, I and I never really liked his music that much either. So that's you know that's kind of part of it. Yeah, too. I like White Zombie, some of their stuff, but not enough to go to a concert. No, there's a couple decent songs, especially for the era. But yeah, okay, um, I can go. All right, I, I I'm thinking. Hopefully, you guys have probably seen this movie. Okay, um, okay, in violence and gore, mm-hmm. a man cuts the tip of a woman's finger. Hmm. Um, is it Saw 3? No. Okay. Oh, I think I know what this is, but I don't know the name of it, which isn't helpful. Uh, the, fa- the faculty. No. <laughs> okay, do you want another one from Violence and Gore, or do you want a different category? Um, do uh, Profanity. Okay. Let's see. Um, oh, they don't. They don't have any like specific moments. They just have six F words, one obscene hand gesture, uh, seven anatomical terms, things like that. <laughs> All right, seven anatomical terms. So that's going to be Mike. Which one was seven? Was <laughs> is it the movie seven? Movie seven. No, no, it's not. Okay. I'm going to guess uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Tales from no. the Crypt Demon Knight. No. Okay. No. Uh, I really hope you guys have seen this one. Okay. Um, how about another one from Violence and Gore? Sounds good. Okay. A woman's lips were glued, and she then separates them apart, causing them to bleed. Hmm. Glued. Is this Wishmaster? No, I haven't seen that one, actually. I haven't either, but I feel that happens in that movie. Mm. Hmm. I am going to guess that it's House of Wax? Yeah. 
Ah, that's right. <laughs> Paris Hilton's House of Wax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't seen that. Oh, luckily yeah. I have. It's, I mean, so objectively, it's kind of garbage, right? Because you know, Paris Hilton, the acting is not great. Well, it's a mid, um, it's a mid two thousands horror movie. So yeah, just classic mid two thousands. Um, just you know, stereotypical characters and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But the gore is actually really good. Agreed. And honestly, some of the like metaphorical imagery and stuff and how it connects with the plot and everything. It's actually kind of strong. I I actually, I don't think it's a bad movie. Like it's, it's, it's rewatchable and enjoyable, at least for me. See, here's, I know it's, uh, I know it's garbage though. (laughs) Here's where, see, here's where uh, Kylie shows her intellect over us. When she starts talking about metaphorical image. Oh, sorry. (laughs) No, 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 it's fun. Um, no, I actually, I actually kind of like it too. There's, I have a soft spot for like early, two th- like you were talking about on your channel, um, Jason X, which is one of my favorite Friday the Thirteenth movies because I, it's so cheesy and and I love it and it's it does something. You can only make the same movie so many times. Apparently, uh, about nine times, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> before you try something different. And I don't know, I, I enjoy it. And it's got that that very early 2000s uh, culture kind of stuff to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my that's in my top three, too. <laughs> All right, Mike, you got one? Yeah, and I think I found the best, uh, the best sentence ever for alcohol, drugs, and smoking. Okay. <laughs> the protagonist takes Tylenol for a headache. <laughs> What a what a controversial use of drugs. Um is it uh kindergarten cop? No, but I feel we've done that one before. Well he's got a headache in that because it's not a tumor, right? Oh, I almost read like the worst one that we're just giving it away. Well that would have been fun. The body of a murdered man is found by a young woman. Hmm. The body of a murdered man. Not the body of a live man. That's a good distinction. <laughs> what do you think, Kyle? I, I don't know. I well, I'm trying to conjure up that image, but I've watched so many crime dramas in my life, and I watched Bones for all those years, so I just I can't can't think of anything like specific. Mm, I'm. Going... Feel free to guess all you want. It's no penalty. Yeah, and it, it helps eliminate stuff too. That's normally what we use it for. Is it? Uh, I know who killed me. The Lindsay Lohan movie. What? Oh yeah, I forgot about that movie. <laughs> but um, wait, is that what that movie was called? Yeah, it's it's Lindsay Lohan, and in like you've never seen her before. Oh wait, no, she's terrible in it. It's like you've always seen her before. No, is she it's a terrible actress. I, I don't feel that she is, but I, I've only seen like Mean Girls, which she's... my wife forced me to watch all the time. <laughs> even when she's not here. <laughs> um no she's 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 decent or she was decent I, I don't think she's been in much recently but she Are you judging by the canyons right but she she makes a uh a double she's a double part in that movie she's uh the parent trap exactly she's <laughs> she's one a girl that gets killed i think she's like a prostitute or something gets killed and then she's a everyday young girl that has a psychic connection with 
I don't know if they're twins that got separated at birth or like. Oh my god! They I just really don't want to hear about this movie. <laughs> or they just happen to look like each other or something. But she she's like psychically piecing together this murder, basically. Oh jeez, that's that's not interesting at all to me. I'm guessing it's not that though. <laughs> it's not that though. Let's see, this is another great sentence. A woman is fatally shot with an unconcealed gun. <laughs> Why would you specify that it was <laughs> That's such a normal way for someone to be shot. Hey, yeah. did, a, did a robot write that? <laughs> did we just pass a Turing test almost? Oh my gosh. A woman is shot by an unconcealed gun. Oh, shot, fatally shot by yeah, an unconcealed gun. Uh... uh is it hmm. remember the gun was unconcealed oh that's true so it's not going to be that movie then uh, I'm, just, I'm just going to throw out Zodiac oh it's a good no movie. but that that's a, a, actually a, a, yeah, I missed something after that after Mark's uh, wrong guess <laughs> is it uh, switching channels the Burt Reynolds uh, Kathleen Turner movie <laughs> no it's not I almost said what it was um, but actually, uh, I really love the song from uh, Zodiac, uh, the Hurdy Gurdy Man, but you know Donovan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like normally, like uh, for Halloween, I, I listen to a lot of like you know Halloween like music where it, like you know explicitly mentions or is you know has in the title somewhere. But this year, I just kind of like listen to a lot of like like eerie music, and that like scene in that movie when they're playing that and he just drives up and shoots the guy in the lover's lane is like the most disturbing thing. Oh yeah, the Zodiac. That's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've mentioned before, there's a really weird part where there's a guy who's playing, like, himself, who's, you know, because they have the movie, uh, the, what is it called, uh, the Clint Eastwood movie, the first one? Oh, Dirty uh, Harry. Yeah, it's called, uh, uh, Sudden no, it was, Impact. It was just Dirty, Dirty Harry, I thought, was the first one. I think the first one's called Sudden Impact. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I haven't watched them enough to know. But uh, but in in the one they're they're uh, chasing on this killer, I think he's called Scorpio. He's like you know, it's obviously like a send up of the Zodiac killer. Mm-hmm. And so they have a person in the movie who's based on a real life person, and then they have a person playing this real life person watching the movie, and then the real life person like made a cameo in the scene at the same time. It was like some really weird like situation like that. That's crazy. Yeah, a man is brutally ran over by a speeding vehicle on the road. <laughs> I suppose. So it's not off-road. Isn't that implied? Yeah. It's not an off-road running over. Okay, In so... In the middle of the ocean. Someone shots. A young woman finds a murdered body. Um, We got someone being run over. And I know you've seen it. And I've seen it. Uh, I assume Kylie has seen it as well. Happy Death Day? Yes, Happy Death Day. <gasps> oh, nice. Oh, yeah, I have seen that one. Yeah, my next clue is going to be the protagonist is seen getting a bat. No, no. The protagonist is seen falling with a rope tied around her neck, which leads to her death, which I thought would give it away. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very good, Mark. I never would have guessed it by the uh, types of murders and deaths, because I just don't remember those that well. I haven't seen the second one yet, but I just got a... We got it's a not fr- bad. We got a free trial for an HBO... No, not HBO. A uh, Cinemax upgrade. It's not on HBO Max for some reason, even though HBO own Cinemax. Why am I paying so much in streaming HBO Max? But uh, but I got a free trial to upgrade. Well, HBO Min. Yeah, exactly. But I, so I, I can watch it now is the is the point. Um, and I think my wife and I are going to watch it at some point. 
Yeah, it's not bad. I didn't like it as much as the first one, but it's it's enjoyable. It, they're fun movies. The I can't remember the name of the actress in it, but she is she's the entire reason the movie is awesome. <laughs> she completely carries really that movie and is great. Yeah, very charismatic. Yeah. Did you like that movie, Kylie? Did you see both or just the first? Um, I did see both. I actually really like them. Um, I kind of have a soft spot for dark comedies just mm-hmm. because I enjoy their absurdity. Um, but I know they weren't really received that well, but I thoroughly enjoyed both of them actually. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I didn't really hear much about them when they were out, but I, I've, I've enjoyed them thoroughly and I like how not quite to the degree that like the first screen movie was, but, um, they do kind of almost set up the genre in the sense that the character is actually like, you know, mm-hmm. making intelligent decisions and choices and not just like, you know, running around. I mean, it's very like real, I mean, outside of the whole, uh, time loop thing, it's very realistic. I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. Did you hear that they're doing Stream 5 and Nev Campbell and uh, Courtney Cox are both in it? I don't know about David Arquette, though. I did. I did hear that. Oh, that'd be weird if, they, if David Arquette come, came back. Cause are, are they still friends? They're not married anymore. I, I have no idea. I don't follow uh, such things. Kylie, are they still friends? I'm not sure. You're friends with really them, right? <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't follow the uh celebrity kind of gossip stuff either, but I assume hey, we don't we don't keep current anymore. No, we don't. Yeah, we used to do a segment, Kylie, called Keeping Current with Mike, where he would go through uh mostly Bossup, which is black gossip. Uh it's a uh some what is it, online or is it a magazine, Mike? It's a, it's an online it's like a website. I don't think it's an actual magazine. It's really it's a really good website. It's a lot of stuff like I, I do don't like normally Boss. hear about. I might like on like CNN or Yahoo. Like mm-hmm. I learned a whole bunch of stuff from bossup.com. Yeah, love bossup. We tried to get them to sponsor us, but uh no. No. I <laughs> didn't want to do it. Um there, there you go. Keeping current with Mike sponsored by Bossup and all the stories are Bossup. That's what we have to that's our next goal, Mark. All right. Well, I'll work on it. I'll email boss up and see what they have to say. You know, I, I was, I didn't plan on talking about this, but I was watching the, uh, saw movies. Um, just for like, I wouldn't mention that either. <laughs> they, didn't. they, for some reason, and I don't know why, I don't know if it's just cause of how old I was or whatever, but I think I saw all of them or almost all of them in the movie theater. Cause I used to come out every Friday before Halloween, which was sometimes on she my birthday. They should do that all the time. Yeah. But like, and I, I'm not really, I'm not a big fan of the torture porn genre or anything like that. The thing that interested me about the Saw movies was never this thing that most people liked about the Saw movies, which is like the, the gore and stuff. I cared more about the characters for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Cause it's like a soap opera behind the scenes with these characters, uh, and all this gore like painted over the top of it. But I saw, I I was rewatching some of them because uh, I'd never seen the reboot or whatever the Jigsaw and and it was on uh, YouTube TV so I I wanted to watch it and I was like I need to remember how these movies went and where we left off at because I remember uh, the Princess Bride was like in on it in the last movie or something spoilers everybody for a ten year old movie um, but. <laughs> It's so weird. The thing that was weird to me about it is the progression of the people being chosen for the games. Because, like, at first, it's like, 
uh, hey, you're doing drugs and like you're cheating on your wife and you're not taking your, your life, you're taking your life for granted and you need to be shown the way. And then by the time he gets like the fourth and fifth movie, it's kind of like, hey, don't you think you're spending too much time at work? Uh, here's a murder game. You know, it's like, <laughs> it just becomes like, it just becomes like petty grievances. The next one, it's like, jaywalking's a serious offense. <laughs> I hope you're not allergic to sulfuric acid. Right, exactly. Have you watched those, Kylie? Are they are they too old for you? Um, no, I I've only seen the very first one. I actually so with my channel right now, I'm doing um, '80s franchises, but then I'm going to work my way up through the '90s, and then I will do like a Saw series at some point mm-hmm. um, because I've only ever seen the first one. So, yeah, uh, I, I don't know if you want to talk about it until you do your video, but I, I personally I, I like the concept of it quite a bit, but I felt it was poorly executed. Oh, and the writing, and especially the direction. I mean, Danny Glover is an amazing actor, but he was just so terrible in this movie. I mean, Carrie Ills is pretty good, too. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I thought a lot of the writing was pretty bad. I mean, if, in the ending, I'm not upset by the ending. I thought that was a really clever ending, but it's just, I mean, the sequels, I have actually read just to see if they sounded interesting. I imagine they would just be poorly executed as well, and it it just gets ridiculous. I mean, how long is this guy sick for? Yeah, he's got quite a, like, well, he I, okay, I'm not gonna say. It. I don't want to spoil anything because Kylie hasn't seen him yet. But yeah, it's it, it's it's very like I said, it gets really soap opera behind, like with like, the characters. Like he kind of overestimated how desperate the situation was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I started. I'm already your murderer. Eh? Oh, he claims you he's not. He, your teeth. he claims he's not a murderer, though. So our our main topics. Uh, Mike, actually, Mike, I didn't tell you about this one. So sorry. But I also got a free ch- a free subscription to Shudder. And my wife wanted to watch this movie called uh, The Host, which is a, it's a Zoom. Oh, Stephanie Meyer's uh, thing? No, no not, not, Steph- not, not the Stephanie Meyer one. Um, it's, uh, actually, that's weird because that, yeah, that's, she wrote a book called The Host, right? That's the Twilight yeah, no, I wasn't kidding. It was, I thought it was like for adults. I didn't read it, but I I don't know what it was about. But it was called the host. Yeah, it's um. It was about Johnny Carson. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's another very topical reference. <laughs> oh my god, that show started in 1963. Um, but no, it's about a it's a Zoom horror movie. Everyone's on Zoom, and. There's a demonic possession, basically. Uh, oh, it's peren- it's a perennial uh, event that everyone will enjoy forever. <laughs> yeah, it's never going to not be relevant to our time. Um, now it's about an hour long, though. It, it's it's sort of you know what it reminded me of, kind of Mike, although not not as good as this. Uh, it's, it was like a episode of Black Mirror, kind of to me. It's about the same length and. But it's not technology run amok. So it's not Charlie uh, Brooker sitting in front of you and being like, ah, you're on your phone too much. You know it. Um, uh, yeah, I, um, that just, I mean, I don't know. It just sounds kind of ridiculous to me. I mean, but I do appreciate that it's only an hour. I feel that a lot of movies, and I can see why, because people really feel cheated, like are forced to stretch movies like mm-hmm. too, way too long. Mm-hmm. Usually about 20 uh, to 60 minutes too long, actually. Yep, I think movies are too long now too. Going so, back, I mean, going back and watching the Friday the Thirteenth movies, I was like, "Oh my god, remember when movies were an hour and 20? <laughs> right, it's too long for me. 
I mean, I don't, I don't really need to care. I don't care that much about any characters. What about Schindler's List, though? That deserves the, the runtime. See, right? see that that movie's not too long, though. It's it's just perfect. I mean, even yeah. like Quentin Tarantino has some. I'm I'm just saying you don't have to be that long. If right. your movie you know has enough entertaining material or interesting material mm-hmm. for that stretch of time, sure. But I mean, if I have to see you know you visit your parents and it, it, no, right. thank you. Yeah, there's a lot of times I'm watching a movie and I'm like, oh, the movie has time for this. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but what what did you think, Kylie, overall of uh, Host or the Host or whatever it's called? Um, so with Host, I was kind of disappointed by it just because I think that the marketing really overhyped it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it was a good movie. I I thought it was clever and obviously really timely. But uh, in terms of originality, th- there was this movie that came out. I want to say in like twenty. 14 or 15 or something like that called Un- friend request. Yeah. Yep. Um, and this was basically just the exact same movie, but it was just taking place during current day during COVID over zoom. Yeah. Is that so, the one, is that the one where like they bullied some girl to death and then she haunted them? It's, I, I guess that was kind of the twist. I, I don't know. Yeah. This that is, movie was all right. The, it's kind of interesting. Cause like, uh, like Kylie was mentioning earlier and you were talking about too, Mark, how like, it's like a, a, you know, a product of its own time. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. technological horrors have always kind of been like a staple of the horror genre, but there's just going to be more and more of these types of movies. Cause you know, te- technology scary and you know, genetic engineering is going to be in there and all that fun stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not going to watch the movie that's like, Oh, it's a haunted rotary telephone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like so. It is sometimes the the one thing that I that I uh, liked about this movie is the beginning. It's a, the beginning is a little slow, but you're you're kind of getting to know the characters at the beginning of the movie. The main character, or I guess the main character, I don't I don't I don't remember any of their names. Um, she's walking by, and her closet door just opens on its own and spills stuff out. It's not super spooky. It's not played like it's super spooky. It's just like it happens and she puts it away like it's a thing that happens in her house. So then when they contact the medium and she's like, she's obviously done this like, hey, friends, let's get together. And I know this medium and we're just going to we're all going to light candles and see if we can contact people. She clearly there's something going on in her house and she wants to not tell people that I think I have a ghost and people think she's crazy. But at the same time, she wants to kind of do something about this because this stuff is like happening in her house and they never say it. They, they, they think the, they know the audience is smart enough to understand it just by doing that. And I liked that most of the rest of it though, is like you said, Kylie, pretty well-worn stuff. And there's not enough, Every there's a few things where they they use the camera interestingly because obviously they're limited in what they can do with the the constraints they put on them with the the zoom stuff, but there there's also advantages. There's certain things you can do that you know where you can hide things that you wouldn't necessarily be able to hide, you know, shooting in a traditional way. And I didn't think that there there was a couple instances where there was some creepy background stuff but I didn't think that they did that enough. Like there's a scene where they all go to the bathroom and then one of them comes back. And I thought it would be interesting if like behind the door, 
as the first person that com- comes back, because obviously no one else is there, so they can't see it. If there was like something behind them, like something like floating eyes or like, you know, like, I mean, you know, come up with something that's like a creepy kind of image that we see that she doesn't see and no one else can see because they're not on the call at that moment. And I th- thought I could have used more stuff like that that would have, you know, been really creepy, but they didn't, I don't think they, ta- I don't think they reached the full potential of what they could with the, the type of movie they were making. Yeah, I agree. Mike, what did you think about this movie you haven't seen? Oh, I was listening to a block rock and beats when you guys were talking there. Oh, okay. <laughs> the greatest hits of the eighties and nineties. Um, oh, that's a great song. Get out of here. What? That's a great song. Well, I'm not saying it's not, but, I want to use my my radio voice while I still have it. Are you saying it's time for another one of those uh, block rocking beats? It is. <laughs> Let's say the phrase that pays, brother. Um, but first, a political ad. That's right. If you're going to vote this year, um, vote for the Kip Cole brothers. There you go. Oh my goodness! Anyway, um, yeah, that that uh, yeah, that just doesn't sound like uh, it. Sounds for some reason I feel that it's probably like paranormal activity. Mm, I haven't seen it. This is my guess. A little, a little bit. A little, yeah. It's not. It's not like as found footage. Well, I guess it is kind of found. That, this, that Zoom thing is sort of found footage. I guess uh, just okay, by this one has a goddamn see. ghost. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah the the paranormal activity. I was not, I like. I liked the Blair Witch Project when it came out way back when, in the dawn of the internets, when, you know, they, oh, hey, go to this website, and it's, oh, it's all real. Um, it was interesting, but uh, it's quickly, once you once you kind of realize that none of it's real, that it's all just fake, and you're not, you know, 19 years old anymore, then it gets not Jeez. as fun. Well, when I, was, oh. when I was 19, or 20 in 1999, and like... I I looked at the the website and I was like, "Ooh, did this really happen?" You know, ha- before I saw the movie, right? Now, I wouldn't think that. If I saw something on the internet, I'm so cynical at this point that I'd be like, "Yeah, there's no way that happened." It's like in that movie uh Glass, right? It's at the end of the movie, they they end up fighting and like uh Glass gets it on YouTube and everything and and upload they upload it uh Anna Taylor-Joy uploads it uh to the internet and it's like that's supposed to prove that superheroes exist but if that actually happened in 2020 and people put it on the on youtube they'd be like oh it's good special effects no one would think that. oh that's really superheroes oh, oh i you would be shocked what people would believe speaking of uh oh, that's true my uh facebook messages for my family with their crazy conspiracy theories oh my god Hey, did you see that? Jeez, uh, is it called Chessmaster movie that with uh, the Anna Taylor uh, Joy? Woman? Yes, thank you. Um, ATJs, I call her. No, <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but I do like oh, her a no, lot. Oh, the, I thought you said you were going to watch it. Is it Queen's Gambit? Maybe. Yes, that's what it's called. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I feel like I like movies about chess. The ones I've seen are enjoyable. It's on like, Netflix, why? I believe. I like that chess is a game that, uh, like, there's literally no random element to it. I mean, I suppose mm-hmm. the person who goes first, but even that's, you know, mostly negated. That's the that's the kind of game I like. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome to Chess Talk. 
<laughs> I mean, with ATJ, it's a sure win. That's right. Have you seen uh, Queen's Gambit, Kylie? No, I haven't yet, um, but I am interested. I'm a fan of Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah, I like her. She's very good in Split and um, mm-hmm. the little bit that she's in Glass. She's good in that. Yeah, she's. I've only seen her in those. Was was she also in that uh, the Cloverfield movie? The no, John Goodman one? No, that was Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, it's Mary um, Elizabeth Winstead, who's also great. Yeah. Oh, Lord. They look, hopefully, somebody they look somewhat alike. Um, I actually think they're twin sisters, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> they um, look, they look, I guess they, they're they both. The same person. They're both women. I mean, that <laughs> uh, they, they look a little bit alike, I guess. They both have kind of darkish I, hair. I don't, I don't know. They both have two eyes. Yes. Maybe I'm thinking of her as the same person from Split, which she is the same person from. Because I think I just confused same Split yeah. with Cloverfield. Cloverfield Possibly. Lane. Yeah, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Better than that Cloverfield, oh, Cloverfield Paradox monstrosity of a movie. Yeah, I feel that they just uh, they just like had a movie and like, yeah, Cloverfield? Okay. Yeah. Well, that is actually what happened, yes, with 10 Cloverfield Lane. That, that's pretty much what oh, happened. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then... Uh, yeah, I thought the Cloverfield Paradox was all right, but it was not great. Mm. Like, you know, the, the the idea of it, I liked a lot. But, but He had all the worms in him and stuff, Mike. Yeah. We've all been there. That's my cat. <laughs> They're like, uh, Daniel Bruhl, your, your freaking God particle machine doesn't work, you asshole. And it's like, oh, wait, not, <laughs> I'm filled with worms now. Uh, it worked perfectly. Right. I wanted everyone to be full of worms. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird one. I do like, you know, it's I it's disturbing sometimes how many movies cuz we used we went from we went from hey, let's make movies about an apocalypse that's going to happen. It was like the movie industry was like, well, it's a sure thing that there's going to be some sort of apocalypse in our lifetime because of global warming and all this stuff. So we're going to make movies about it like, uh, I don't know, like Demolition Man and and all this stuff. And now we're to the point where it's like the apocalypse has already happened in the movies. We're Now the world's destroyed and we're picking up with the leftovers. And that's kind of like the... the uh, I think it was originally called The God Particle, but that's kind of what's uh, going on with the... Cloverfield Paradox movies. It's disturbing, though. It's almost like Hollywood is priming us. Like, you know, be be prepared to live in the end times because of what's going on in the world. Remember. All right. Um, real quick, before we... Because we're, we're running up against it here. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about the, uh, the Friday the 13th uh, film... Never Hike in the Snow, the sequel, the prequel to Never Hike Alone. Um, and maybe a backdoor pilot to a television show uh, is is what I'm hearing, which would be interesting. I don't know exactly how they're going to work that out with the rights stuff. Like you were saying, Mike, the that situation with the rights has been cleared, though, and Victor Miller now has the rights. Basically, for those of you that don't, that don't know, I'll go through real quick. Uh, Sean Cunningham who was the original uh, director and producer of the original Friday the 13th, uh, was in a legal battle with Victor Miller, the writer of the movie, the first movie, because uh, there's a clause in, I think it's a 1976 statute, I think, in the copyrights uh, laws 
that basically say 35 years after you sell uh, this, you know, like a whatever intellectual property to a you know movie theater or movie company or whatever, um, that you can essentially undo the sale by by saying you want the rights to revert back to you. It's a clause that they put in there so that creators were on a little bit more of equal playing field with the big corporations. And Victor Miller uh, wanted to exercise it. You have a five-year period uh, where you can do that. And he said, hey, I want Friday the 13th back. And Sean Cunningham sued him in court, federal court, saying that when he wrote the movie, he was essentially an employee of the company and he was writing it as an employee of the company, meaning he never actually owned it. Uh, therefore he could not exercise this clause. The Victor Miller it, winning, winning, you know, a, uh, a good uh, victory for writers everywhere won the court case and now owns it. So I, I don't, I think there there's talk about a new Friday, the 13th movie coming out and maybe they can do something with uh the womp stomp team um to which is the the company that produces this movie um to do something because to me and kylie also um maybe unpopular opinion i don't know i don't know exactly but uh, i agree with you about that never hike alone is maybe my favorite of the quote friday the 13th movies and it's so different it's it's a lot more like halloween where it's more about ratcheting up tension than it is about being a slasher um and they continue that more with uh never hike in the snow which just came out recently um why don't you tell us you know like kind of broad strokes what you thought of uh never hike in the snow and, and we'll get into it a little bit um, I, I liked Never Hike in the Snow. I think, um, I have a very similar, not exactly complaint, but everyone just wanted more from it. Yeah. Um, when it ended, I was so shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it left a lot to be desired, but I think that was the intent because they do have several more episodes planned. Um, and I liked it. I, I, for me, I I can excuse this because I know they're trying to set up the rest of the story. Um, But I wish that the plot had been a little bit, a little bit more coherent. I just felt like I was kind of grasping the whole time that didn't hinder my enjoyment of it at all, Mm -hmm. because I think that they definitely stepped up their game from never hike alone. Um, I do. I think I do still prefer never hike alone, but with never hike in the snow, it's, the cast has been expanded. I think that the acting is much better. Um, I mean, in Never Hike Alone, I really liked uh, the lead. He was excellent, mm-hmm. but his, the surrounding cast was a little bit weaker. But I think in Never Hike in the Snow, they really they they stepped it up definitely. And in terms of production value, production design, everything, the cinematography, it feels a lot more cinematic than yes. Never Hike Alone does. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I definitely really enjoyed it. I I can't wait for what comes next. See, I I like I I think I agree mostly with you. Like I I liked Never Hike Alone probably a little bit better, but Never Hike Alone works really well as like a self-contained story of mm-hmm. of this guy. Um and, you know, he's very uh he's very charismatic. He, the actor is very good uh, as the the hiker and everything. Um and yeah, it's just like, it's this, and it, there's a lot of homages to the original movie. 
uh, all the little markers around the camp of basically all the kills from the original film, uh, which is I think is a, a nice touch and 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 kind of like the right way to do fan service to me, because um, mm-hmm. it's not super out there and it does, you know, it does kind of add a little richness and mythology to to the the narrative. Um, it is a little sparse as far as narrative, you know, like the narr- the uh, narrative goes. Um, but you know, it's, it's obviously it has a, a very clear drive, <laughs> you know, the, the movie, mm-hmm. the movie really moves, uh, you know, in, at a, at a nice pace, which is good. Um, but yeah, the, the other one, you know, never hike in the snow. If I had a complaint, like you said, I, I think it is slicker. It's, it looks like there's been more money put into it or it looks more like a movie. It looks more cinematic and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had a complaint, I, I I don't know exactly how I feel about Tommy Jarvis returning and um, uh, Sheriff Rick now returning. Nothing against either of those guys, um, it, but like Tommy Jarvis, I think works really well as a like a cameo at the end of the movie, and even in this, you know, I think if you if you can weave him into the narrative that they're trying to build uh, around this family and and whatever else they're going to do i think it could work really well it's it's maybe a little too much for me to add the you know the other character from friday the 13th part 6 um but i don't i don't know it's like like i i don't know exactly is there a reason for it other than just this is where we think this character would end up that he'd eventually be the, the sheriff. Like, is there a reason that it's him? Like is his, his experience with Jason, is that going to inform his decisions from here on out? If so, then I like it. If there's a, if there's a good narrative reason for his character being there and it's not just like, Hey, you liked these movies. Here's this guy that, cause I mean, I don't think he, he, it's, it's not, I don't, he hasn't been in a ton of movies or anything like that, you know? So it's, you, you know, like they're kind of bringing him out of nowhere and it seems kind of fan servicey, but I don't know. That would be maybe my one complaint of it. And like you said, it's, it does just kind of end, like it's just kind of snap and you know, we're done. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I would like to see more of this. I, I, they've definitely, they definitely have my interest. And if they're going to make, you know, several more of them. I, I think I'm willing to let them kind of leave us hanging a little bit so that they can, uh, you know, generate buzz and stuff like that. But uh, I, I, in general, really like the direction of these movies and the portrayal of Jason, I think, is, is very strong. Oh, yeah, I agree. I think it's excellent. Uh, Mike, did you watch any of it on, on YouTube? I don't know if you've had time to or not. No, no, I didn't. But yeah, it's it's I, Mike's not a big Friday the Thirteenth fan to say the least. <laughs> I'm not a super big one myself either. I think um, I I've actually I've chatted uh, here and there with the director of of these films, mm-hmm. and um, he said I think the main reason why I am so much more drawn to these fan made films rather than the actual original films is because. In his words, he says that his goal was to kind of strip Friday the 13th of all of the stereotypes from slashers 
and, you know, produce a story more centered on like Jason Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, trying to bring more of a degree of realism to it rather than having these goofy tropes that just have been done a million times. So once that was stripped, um, we got Never Hike Alone. And I, I really love that. Yeah. It, it it does i mean it's the friday the 13th movies are kind of ridiculous from the beginning because it's like the first one yeah. you get where it's like okay that's realistic she's pissed off her son drowned in the lake so uh she she gets all betsy palmer and starts killing people and then um you know she herself gets killed but then in the second one it's like oh it's jason now and it's like didn't he drown? Like, I, what was that weird dream? Like, is he dead? Is he undead now? Why did he grow up? Like, there's no explanation for any of this. Like, did he not die and was just like, he's just hanging out in the woods? What's going on? And they don't, uh, they never really explain any of it. Um, the fr- Friday the 13th has a special place in, in my heart because that's the the first one I ever saw when I was probably far too young to, to watch these kind of movies. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's it's maybe the least imaginative of any of them <laughs> that that series. Like Friday the yeah. 13th's way more creative. Or I mean, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street's way more creative as far as oh, yeah. uh, you know, that stuff goes and Halloween, I mean Halloween's mostly it's so weird because the first Halloween is insanely good and obviously gets more of its of its influence from Psycho than probably anything else. Um mm-hmm. And then Friday the Thirteenth basically was like, "Well, Halloween was popular, so let's let's try do that." And and then Halloween, the Halloween series sort of kind of became like Friday the Thirteenth. Like it started taking from that instead of you know going its its own way because a lot of the sequels are just not great. Like like you said, the to me the ones that like H two O and and the remake, uh, you know the ones that kind of they wash away a lot of the other stuff. Those are the ones and, and have more of a, like a unique take on things. Those are the ones that, that kind of work for me as opposed to, you know, like I think we watched Halloween six for this other podcast that I do. And I was like, Oh my God, Halloween six. Oh God. That one. I actually, I really don't mind the theatrical cut of Halloween six. I I know that um, Mm -hmm. narratively there is almost no structure and because of the reshoots and everything, so much of the plot falls apart, Mm -hmm. but I guess it's just a guilty pleasure of mine because I think the theatrical cut is so much fun. It's a lot to me. It's better than, than like the let's, let's explore this cult cut or whatever the hell it's called. Oh God. I hated that. They get to try to, Michael. Yeah, they get too bogged. So it's the opposite problem with Friday the 13th, where Friday the 13th is just like, who cares? Uh, Jason's a force of evil. That's that's all you need to know. The Halloween series, as it goes along, and, until they basically rebooted it with H2O, gets bogged down in its mythology. Like, it tries to build so much, and it's like, and then you're just trapped. It's like, oh, what are we going to do now? Oh, I know. And the continuity is also just awful from four to five to six. Mm-hmm. There's, it's almost non-existent. Yep. Oh, man. Um, but that's about all the time we have today, guys and girls out there. Um, Kylie, tell people uh, everything that they need to know about you, and then uh, we will sign off here. 
everything that they need to know. Okay. Um, Not more than that, though, because we don't give our addresses or anything. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's fair enough. Um, okay. So I am on YouTube, obviously, Kylie Roseanne. Um, I also am a film student. I'm going to be graduating in about a month. So uh, who's hiring? Let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, I all, You can also find me on social media. And basically all of my social medias are at Kai Johns, K-Y-J-O-H-N-Z. Mm-hmm. You can basically find me on any platform. And anyone that's a fan of ours that, uh, you know, goes and finds, finds Kylie, don't be creeps, fellas. Okay. I'm watching you. <laughs> Thank you. Everyone Thank keep you it respectable out. and and don't be creepy. Yeah. I feel like that was in itself creepy, Mark. Whatever. She's a, she's an attractive young lady that could be my daughter, but I know I know people on the internet and yeah. uh <laughs> and they're going to be creeps. Especially in the horror community too, just because the horror genre has kind of a history of uh, objectifying women. Yes, oh, sometimes for sure. there are creepy men, so yeah. it's appreciated. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Um. Anyway, so that is our show for the week. Mike, you got anything you want to tell people? Uh, no. All right. Well, you know where we are, so go to all that stuff and and you know tell a friend about the show. That's the best thing you can do is tell one dude or one dudette about, about the show. Go back to 1987 and find a dude or dudette and tell them about the show. Uh, but that is us for the week. We'll see you next time. Bye. All right. Bye.